Brooks along the ground. It's going to be a try. It's Brandon Wakem. The Tigers open the scoring. Perfect start. Run around. Well, uh, floating it. Now a chance. There it is. Not the Try number 100. Brooks goes long. Welcome in to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. As Dan Ganane just said right then, and boys, I don't know about you, but I almost teared up listening back to that, even though I literally made that video and watched it over and over again as I was editing it. But um, yeah, 273 days. It's been too long, but man, what a win. We are sponsored by the Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Ashfield League's best place to watch the game. Live and loud this uh, Sunday afternoon when we take on the Dragons at Magic Round, which we'll preview on Wednesday evening. But a lot of football to talk about tonight. Who knows how long this one will go for? I normally promise about an hour, but uh, hey, wins don't happen every week, do they, boys? So we'll see see how we go. But uh, at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, uh, I don't usually promote this or forget to promote this, but if you go to the link on our Twitter and our Instagram pages. It'll take you to our link tree. So if you ever want to try and find uh, any of our stuff, so YouTube, all the socials and everything, they're all linked in that link there. So a little uh, little shortcut for you there. Patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Shout outs to all our Patreons. Man, you can only imagine what our Discord was like on Saturday evening. Uh, everyone's just high of emotions and just unbelievable so come join the fun patreon.com forward slash westlife uh we'll get to your questions if you are listening guys and girls drop your questions in the uh in the discord and we'll get to them later in the show and uh on youtube shouts to everyone tuning in we're expecting uh plenty of people joining us tonight to celebrate a win so while you're on our youtube channel please subscribe and give it a uh, turn notifications on while you're there. And like this, comment, help us with the algorithm, share it, hit the share button, send it to your mates. That, that's the main thing, actually. If you really want to do us a favor, share this with your mates. It's um, a lot of West Tigers fans will probably want to hear West Tigers content this week. So this one's probably going to be a good one. Uh, Aaron Thompson coming in from the inner west of Sydney. How are you? What are we, 40... Eight hours ish since the game. Has your heart rate stopped since or slowed since then? <laughs> g'day, Josh. G'day, Rob. G'day, everyone watching and listening. Uh, my heart rate took a while to slow down. Um, it's actually the first game I've watched here in Sydney with my brother and my dad, like not live at, at the ground. So that was a new experience. Um, the hugs and the tears at, at the at full time were absolutely bloody amazing. 
geez, everything feels so much better after a win, doesn't it? You have you have you're walking around town with your head held high during the week. It's it's all bloody amazing. I just realized for the comment, someone said my microphone was muffled and I didn't have my microphone, the right microphone on. So well, I should be sounding a bit better. Now I was going Perfect. through the Mac. I said it was going to be a good show, but that's not a good start. But uh, man, I go, I, I finally get get the uh, the emotions running high and it's going through the wrong microphone. But uh, not, not the worst technical issue, at least. That's not, not definitely the worst technical issue we've ever had. So fingers crossed it's the last one we have tonight. Mr. Bashara coming in from the uh, the red room, the victory. Man, the celebrations in that room would have been pretty good with you and the boys on Saturday night. Did you watch it with your young fellas? Uh, I watched it with my wife and my youngest. Uh, good evening, Josh Barnett. Good evening, Aaron Thompson. Good evening, West Tigers and Westlife faithful. It is an absolute honour, privilege and pleasure to be here tonight. And we're going to milk this thing to death. Absolutely. So I'm just going through. There's a thousand comments to uh, to go through. I'm trying to give everyone a little bit. It's heaps of lots of new. Looks like lots of uh, new faces. A few of the uh, the regulars. So it's uh, it's uh, well, yeah. We're uh, we're getting How close good. to 100 people joining us. So yeah, shout. Why while you're watching this, guys, share it with your friends. Come get them get them involved. So. Uh, let's start with the Sheenzy and Appy press conference. So a couple of little clips I clipped together. It was nice of Sheenzy uh, to yeah, obviously talk about a win. So let's start with uh, basically Sheenzy. Yeah, Sheenzy kind of, kind of describes itself this one. It's great desperation, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, the penalty, the penalty under the post and they score in the corner there and... Uh, Nofalima took him out of the sideline too and took the ball off him, you know. Um, pretty ordinary penalty from my point of view, but a great tackle in the corner. We were just desperate for each other tonight. You know, we were prepared, and we worked hard, we, we had a good trip up. Amazing what a good old Murray's bus trip up up the mountains can do for a bunch of players. They never shut up the whole time coming up. But uh, no, it was, um, you know, it was a good little bonding time to get together, come together, you know, and uh, get it done. Rob, it, uh, Sheenzy kind of mentioning the cohesion of the team, uh, the the bus ride over. I don't know if it had, if it did actually make a difference going all the way to Bathurst as opposed to just to Penrith. But um, look, it definitely looked like a team that was playing for each other out there on Saturday night. Yeah, definitely. And look, let's be fair. I mean, we've said it for the last, gosh, we've said it really for two months. The, the application and the determination hasn't been questioned, okay? It's just been a bit of execution, lack of red, red zone sort of variety. Uh, but we can't fault the effort. The efforts have been there every week. We're just not winning. Like, this is the fourth time, I think, in our eight matches that we've played that we've scored 12 points exactly. And I think one time we scored 10. So we, we find it very hard to score points. So nothing's changed from that point of view. The conditions, you know, probably suited us more because we can't score points. And Penrith... Penrith can. Penrith's put on, what, 53 against Canberra and 40-odd and against Manly. So it definitely nullified Penrith's brilliance. But we beat them everywhere on the park, like we've beaten a lot of other teams everywhere except the scoreboard. So I've, I've never questioned the effort, never questioned the determination. They've been playing each other for each other for weeks. Should have knocked over Manly. I, I was gutted after the Manly game. You know, I felt really bad for every one of them. 
But, you know, credit to the boys. Instead of dropping their bundle, they went out and they beat the Premiers and they and they did it with style and, and with class. And honestly, Penrith were never going to win. Like, we just tackled them to death. And I can't remember a game where the only try we conceded was from a kick, Josh. So we basically mm. tackled them out of the game for 80 minutes. And I don't know when the last time. I know we've held teams to nil. Like, I think we held Brisbane to nil, but we scored 46 points or whatever it was that night. So mm. we, we tackled them out of the game. Our forward pack just, you know, gives me goosebumps. They, they were so good. Mm. But They've been good all year. And and honestly, like, mm. I, I'm, you know, don't want to single people out. I think there's one person that had a pretty off night for our team and and the other 16 blokes were, were spot on. So great effort all around. Just happy for everyone that they can celebrate. Got the monkey off their back. Doesn't mean we're going to win, you know, make a run or anything like that but you know just happy for the supporters we we all needed this guys we just so needed it, it was it was really yeah it was special absolutely uh, phil on youtube said how good is it to see rob happy absolutely it's a it uh no vitriol will be uh, spewed tonight uh as did you are you are you there as your camera's off but uh, your, your audio is working all right yeah yeah i'm still here okay uh yeah the cohesion the boys, they basically were playing for each other in, in those conditions on Saturday night. Yeah, 100%. You could see it with the teamwork. Um, like, they were playing for each other. Every single play they made was for each other. They were doing everything as a unit. It was impress- It was amazing to see. And then even after full-time, the celebrations that, mm. that we saw on on screen, I saw, think I saw something on Twitter um, from a fan in the stands who had some pictures of the guys from the bench running onto the field and giving each other giant bear hugs and Madame Bula yeah. lifted someone up. I think it might have been Pole and yeah, the whole the whole thing was amazing. I I yeah. still have goosebumps thinking about the game, thinking about. Yeah, the I cried. I cried yeah. watching that. To be honest, <laughs> absolutely, just... I did too. And we definitely like modern rugby league. The players get criticised for not showing enough emotion in the results, but. Like, literally, I don't remember a regular season game. I mean, Easter last year, maybe, because it was a similar thing. We got our first win uh, with a field goal, and that was everyone running and jumping on Jacko. So maybe compares, but I don't know. This was, like, next level. Just the amount of um, – yeah, it sucks we weren't there. The, the three – it might be the first game this year the three of us haven't – been to is a better game this year that not not one of us were there. I don't think uh, uh, there is Melbourne. You weren't you weren't in Melbourne, were you, Josh? Uh, of course, no, I was in Brisbane, not Melbourne. So, but like yeah. like, like Sheen's mentioned there, Josh, you know the effort play of you know Nofa, like that penalty was an absolute joke from Adam G, and you know luckily we had that challenge and we we challenged it and it got overturned, and that that could have been a turning point. Penrith could have gone on and maybe hit the lead. So that, you know, the Noffer effort there, getting to Cleary on the kick, you know, Noffer getting to the corner on on the Penrith left winger, Buller's try-saver on on Cleary, Papaliti's charge down, you know, that almost led to a try. There were those extra efforts there. The boys wanted this. They really, really wanted it. And, you know, and, and every, everyone chipped in. But they're like those special moments that you don't often see in a game. So it's really, really great to see. The other thing as well there, when you're on a losing run like we have been for 273 days or whatever it was, the team often finds ways to lose. You can pit, like you can pinpoint um, the drop ball from uh, Charlie against Parramatta, the not successful contest for the ball against Saab uh, or with Saab, 
certainly. Mm. And those are just those moments where we don't win games, where we where we find that way to lose. On Saturday night, though, they did everything they could. They were hungry. They were determined. There were some clutch plays in there from so many players to name. I'm sure we'll mm. talk a bit more about some of them during the player ratings. But everything Absolutely. they did, they did it with passion. They did it with purpose grit, determination, the whole works. It was incredible. I think, like, even the, like, most optimistic of West Tigers fans, I think when that, like, Cleary bomb went up, like, we're just uh, waiting for the our hearts <laughs> to be broken. But that Cleary, but Jareen Buller, man, that kid, as I said, we'll talk about, we'll go player by player in the player ratings, but my God, this kid, love him. Like, he's just, he's literally a dream. Like, he's a dream come true. So uh, another Sheenzy quote. Uh, no, I've got an Appy quote up next. We sort of understood was um, playing the long game was actually, actually suited us. Um, if we just stopped those little moments in the game that we were living in tries, it was sort of hurting us. And we just kept saying, you know, kick into the corners, um, let him bring it out. And I think Luke Brooks played incredible. His kicking game was um, A1 today. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier for him. You know, he really let us in that, in that second half. Rob, the wet conditions, I mean, there's, it's come out now that the Panthers have struggled a lot in wet conditions. Obviously, their potent attack uh, suffers. You, you can't play their, their normal attacking style of footy. The four pack that we have, in hindsight, as you say, in hindsight, but uh, you called us the Denver Broncos earlier because we can't score points, but we'll be able to basically grind out games. So... Uh, a lot of the comments in our player ratings poll, a lot of people said, can it rain every week? As someone that attends quite a lot of football games, I don't want that to happen. As and I stood in the rain at Campbelltown and, and it wasn't wasn't very pleasant. If we had a one, I would, wouldn't have cared. But um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, really this team might be built, out, built for winter. We're coming into winter. Sydney pisses down almost all, every week. It seems like these days in winter, maybe we are built for these grinded out games as opposed to 2005 style. I, I think our forward pack seconds are none. I mean, I know Penrith were missing, you know, Fisher Harris and, and Liam Martin, and obviously, you know, a couple of backs are out as well. But um, Penrith, like I said last week in the preview, they normally blow sides out of the water in the first 30 minutes with their power game. I don't think a team's going to blow us out of the water from that point of view, with us looking to improve, you know, forwards lay the foundation for a victory. Our, our backs just need to be better under dry conditions. And we've got to be able to, you know, like reward the forwards for all their hard work and be able to, you know, do do block shapes like we set up for Nofaluma, you know, in dry conditions and, and stuff like that, and maybe score some long range tries. I just, that that's all that's been missing. I mean, really, the difference between the other night and probably previous weeks, for me, I think all the players played at a similar level, except Luke Brooks's kicking game was pretty bloody good. It was like an eight and a half out of ten. And mm. the last two weeks, Isaiah Papali is playing like the Parramatta player that was Isaiah Papali because he wasn't that player the first six weeks. So I don't know if he needed that buy round or whatever, or went on a holiday or regrouped or whatever, but. You could see how disappointed Isaiah was last week when we lost to Manly and how good he was. I mean, you know, he probably even tried too hard the other night. He, he ran from dummy half after the charge down when he probably should have, you know, sent the ball out to the right. But uh, I just love seeing the way Papa Lee was playing the other night. So, look, there, there's good signs ahead. We, we've just got to get the back line right and, and you know, 
that we're really going to start beating a lot of teams once we do. It's a shame Papali didn't uh, score that first try because, of course, if anyone follows on the social, uh, I think I, t- I tweeted it out literally Wednesday night after we did the show. I had a vivid dream that Isaiah Papali scored first in this game and that we were up, that we were up leading over the Panthers and then wife woke me up and had to go to work. So um, <laughs> I put that out on Twitter and I know myself and a few few followers put a bit of money on that to happen. But I mean, literally any of our players scoring first, first time it's happened this year and it, um, I'll, I'll take it either way. There's six points. Uh, yeah, as it comes. So definitely scoring first made um, a big difference. Right, one last Appy quote. He's talking about the crowd. It was incredible. Honestly, I, I just heard the, the screams getting louder and louder the longer the game went. Um, yeah, the Tigers fans were, were everywhere. Um, and to be honest, I've, I've been really surprised by the fans. Everywhere we go, there's, there's Tigers supporters. And um, to see them turn out in the rain um, was just incredible. You know, they really drove us home. As someone uh, from out west, are you there, As? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, is there a lot of Tigers fans out in the country, and B, it is nice to hear Appy say, uh, yeah, to kind of appreciate us loyal fans. Like I said, you and I stood in the rain last week in Campbelltown in the cold and been to a lot of games over the years. But, um, yeah, it seems like there was a lot of support. And if there's anyone watching tonight, send us a DM. If you're at the game, uh, come on the show. Tell us what it was like. Because, like I said, it was one of the rare games that none of us were at the game to really report on what the atmosphere was like. Send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. I'll shoot you through the stream link. Come on the show, have a chat with us. We're uh, let's uh, let's go all in tonight. Sorry, Az. Yeah, um, I don't know about Bathurst per se. How many Tigers fans there are out there? But Orange is full of them. Like when I lived at Orange, when I worked a few jobs at Orange, I'd see Tigers jerseys all around the place. Very occasionally apt. at work, I pulled out my phone and. Um, uh, a customer would see my lock screen and they'd be like, oh, so you're a Tigers fan too. And I'm, I'm always like, yeah, yeah, not going so well, are we? <laughs> uh, yeah, so they are everywhere. It's so good to see that so many showed up despite the conditions. Um, yeah, crowd support for the Tigers. We we are such a big, proud club when it comes to mm. our fan base and how we get around the team and how we support the team. Um, like even last year when we were coming dead last for basically all season, uh, we still we still had fans showing up week in week out, and yeah, it's it's so good to see that the team is so well supported, even during the tough times, even during the pouring torrential, almost monsoonal rain that they got at um, Bathurst on Saturday night. So mm. yeah, props to everyone and, who was there. And it was an away game as well. Yeah, like Brisbane, for example, I've seen I've seen us play at every single ground in the NRL except for Auckland now. And every time I've, everywhere I've gone, the whole sections of West Tigers fans, like no matter what form we're, we're in, we, we really are everywhere, Rob. It's a massive club. And just if the boys can consistently play like this, man, it, um, yeah, like we've said before, it's a sleeping giant ready to be awoken. Exactly. Like, well, you just summed it up. We are the sleeping giant. If the club gets it right from the top, then it'll filter onto the field, and and you know, but you can't you can't have success with six home grounds and all the crap we've gone through the last seven or eight years. But you know, that's let's yeah. not talk about that tonight. Let's keep it to 
let's keep it a bit of fun and, and the victory. Absolutely. And they promised, they did promise this, the home ground thing. They promised they'll go back to six and six or, or yeah. something like that next week, next year. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do the ad earlier in the night, so I'm going to do our uh, proud sponsors, Wes Ashfield. So they are promoting this week the watch party for the Dragons game on Sunday afternoon, 1.50 p.m. Uh, kickoff. You can get uh, $4.80 tap beers. Man, Rob, when was the last time you – I think I, they did this last time I asked you this question. You did. $4.80 <laughs> tap beers. Man, I don't reckon it's been under 5 bucks for a schooner. I'm 35. I reckon I was like 20 the last time I had a $4.80 schooner. Yeah. Oh, actually, it was at West Ashfield when you, uh, you Shane, and I went and, right. uh, and had a pizza. They've got half-price half pizzas, $4.80 tap beers, until between kickoff and halftime on Sunday. Uh, the Ambush West Tigers group, they're giving away prizes, uh, and they're having special appearances by West Tigers guests from 1 o'clock. Uh, they have since announced that it is uh, the Curtin sisters and Brett Kamali will be there as well. So uh, for more information, visit holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. So, um, man, how how excited in terms of, I know we're obviously going to preview the game on Wednesday night, but how much more excitement do you guys have to watch the West Tigers now that we've, got the win, the monkey off our back, and we're playing a team that mathematically we can jump on the table. We can get off the bottom. I know it's a low bar here, but Rob, like, we've got to be excited to watch West Tigers footy now. Yeah, well, they're, they're the only other team, the only team period on two wins. So if we can, can beat them, we'd be equal with them. Uh, look, I, I'm really excited. I mean, obviously, I you're talking about Magic Round. I, I've seen the commercials on TV and, and you know, they're talking about the excitement of it. And every time I see that, hear that first line, I was getting depressed. I seriously, I, I forget what the line was, but I just think, no, that's not true. I'm not excited for it. But now, like, no, coming off the victory, hoping the boys, you know, know what that taste of success feels like now. I, I just hope that, you know, they can go on and make it back-to-back -back victories. And, and more importantly, I, you know, I mean, it's not the be-all and end-all. I'm just happy for the fans, mate. The fans just... You know, they need this to be able to go to work on Monday and just feel good about themselves and, and, and all the crap they've gone through. And, you know, you, you'd know yourself, Josh. We've both had people DM us over the last couple of years, you know, and, and we get to know their personal lives and how, you know, some things aren't going right and then the team keeps losing. And I know it, they're not really technically connected, but they, I don't think the footy club realises what a few wins can do to the morale of people just in their normal everyday lives. So... Yeah, look, it's just really good. And I just hope everyone, you know, gets behind the boys this week and we smash the crap out of Saints. Robert on YouTube, he said, you got $2 beers in Thailand. Well, obviously, yeah, I've I've had $2 Tigers fresh out of an esky on a beach in Vietnam as well. It's uh, in Australia, obviously, uh, Australia, in Australia, not that, in there. That's uh, my brother having a brag through my dad's account. He just got back uh, from a holiday to Thailand, yep. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I was going to say we we're going to say something R-rated about Thailand too in terms of prices, but we won't go there. <laughs> Is your dad listening in tonight, Maz? Yeah, I think they're both listening in. Hello, Mister Thompson. <laughs> I think he's talking to you. He's had that one hiding, hasn't he? <laughs> he's been waiting for that one. 
Uh, righto, on to a weird news. We can't, man, this team, uh, speaking of the Simpsons, you know, that Grandpa Simpson quote with Mr. Burns, it's like, can't you just go one one minute without embarrassing yourself? So uh, this club, man, we win a game and then this Fulton, uh, Scott Fulton coming to the club, it's come out, our friend Michael Chamis at the Sydney Morning Herald is reporting that apparently Sheens and Marshall didn't even know this was happening. Rob, do you think there's any truth to that? I, I don't know, to be perfectly honest. Um, it would make no sense if they've gone behind their backs to do this because obviously you'd, you'd think you'd want to consult with your future football coach at the very minimum unless they thought, you know what, we're, we've won 0 out of 7 you know, prior to the weekend. They might have lost a bit of faith and they just thought, you know what, we better go out and do something ourselves. I, I really don't know. I, I don't know much about Scott Fulton other than the, that he's got connections to certain player managers that could help us get a few players. But if Scott Fulton's a bloke that signed Aaron Woods to bloody Manly, I don't want him. Mm. <laughs> you know, like if that's the sort of purchase he's going to be making. But look, there, there needs to be, if, if this is true, there needs to be better communication. But I'm just going to give... Hadjah Pentelis and Pasco and the board a bit of uh, what's the word? I'm just gonna the benefit know, of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. That's what I was trying to come up with. But you are in a good mood. No, no. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because <laughs> you know, like reporters make up shit just to get us to click. But I mean, they did talk about it on 360. Buzz Rothfield was talking about it tonight as well, saying it's it's not a very good look. Which, if true, it isn't a very good look. But they can explain it for themselves. I I, I don't know what to say about it. But yeah, it just just doesn't seem like something you would do like if the coach would i don't know you think the coach would want someone that let's face it sheen's appointed mcdonald so now warren mcdonald has been shifted apparently to pathways for fulton to come in and do the recruiting from the nrl point of view surely the head coach and the future head coach would know about it so i think, so. I, I, I think they would know but if you know maybe, maybe this is true I, I i really don't know josh so i don't want to ramble on about it because it's just conjecture at the moment Jason said, so now Scott, Scott Fulton is a club. Does that mean players will eat lobster after training? Is that, do you know, does anyone understand that reference? No, I don't, I don't understand that reference. Okay. You're gonna have to, uh, who wrote that? Kaiser, you're going to have, no, who was it? Jason D, you're going to have to explain that one to us, mate. Um, if it was a Terry Hill joke, I kind of understand that. But um, yeah, do you know the Terry Hill story, Rob? No, I don't. <laughs> Terry, Terry Terry Hill got uh, got in trouble on the Central Coast for stealing lobsters out of people's. What are the things you catch lobsters in? Cages, They're okay, baskets. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, all right. Well, maybe maybe these blokes on the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they were doing it together. Oh, yeah. it was okay. Someone said it was him and Terry Hill. Okay, I didn't oh, realize he was. With... I knew Terry Hill part of it. I didn't realize he was. Uh, that's pretty funny. Go on your Tesla. Uh, right, I will get on to the game itself, a bit of stats and that sort of thing. Um, one thing to point out, we've won second halves a lot this week. Going into the sheds at halftime as not losing, that's um, good plan by the boys, that one. Yeah, it really was. It was nice to not have to be chasing our own tail. Um, it, we've seen that they've struggled closing gaps late in games and the fact that we well we the only time we trailed was after Penrith kicked a penalty goal 
And then I think it was about six or seven minutes later, maybe 10 or 15 at most, um, we kicked our own to level it back up. And from there, we were, we were never behind again. So, um, yeah, it's a good strategy, it, and it paid off for them. <laughs> these statistics here, 38 out of 42. Like We've dominated these stats uh, all year. We're obviously, uh, for those watching, these are obviously taken straight from the NRL website. They've put us both in black, which is obviously we're away teams, so we're on the right. It's probably pretty obvious, but they could have made ours orange or something, so you kind of... Um, yeah, kind of decipher that. But Rob, 38 out of 42, if that was in the dry, that'd be a bloody good effort. To do that in a monsoon is incredible. Like, just unbelievable. Uh, look, we, we dominated them everywhere. As you said, 30, 38 out of 30, uh, 42. I think Penrith had 30 out of 38. I can't read that screen properly, but... Yeah, yeah, that's I right. Think, yeah. I think they were at something like, yeah, whatever it was, 79%. Uh, look, you can't... You can't do anything but praise our boys. I mean, they were fantastic. Look, in dry weather football, I think when you complete at such, you know, if we completed in dry weather at 38 out of 42, I'd say we wouldn't have probably tried to do too much with the ball. Um, but in these conditions that we had Saturday night, we needed to keep it reasonably simple. Although, you know, we, we did do a, a couple of extravagant plays, you know, from our own end. Not not often, but it needed to be done when it needed to be done. So, Look, just happy for the boys. We we smashed them on the yardage. Uh, you know, we made them do what uh, an, a heaps heaps more tackles. Uh, we killed them everywhere. So hmm. the kicking yardage, everything. What what did they? With the only thing we lost really was the penalty count, eight six, I think. So yeah, yeah, like we everywhere we needed to be ahead, we were ahead. So you know, full credit to the team. Uh, yeah, post contact meters six oh eight to four sixty. So that's. Significant there. Tackle breaks, 39 and 27 to us. Uh, yeah, run meters, an extra 246. Like, it's just, yeah, possession, 55 to 45. Just in that condition, it's just, man, it's just perfect football. It's just un, um, un West. Four force drop, dropouts to two, the kicking game, just un- unbelievable. Uh, what else have we got there? 240. I mean, the 4020s as, I mean... Luke Brooks, man, it's again. We'll we'll probably talk uh, Brooksy when we come to player ratings later. And spoiler alert, he actually by far got his best score of the year. But as the, those forty twenties, absolute game changers. It was almost like Cleary and him had like switched <laughs> places. He like he out Cleary, yeah, he out Cleary. What's that um, face off with uh, yeah, Nicholas Ca- Nicholas Cage and Tron- John Travolta? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they swap they swap brains for the day by the looks of it. Um yeah. yeah, they really were game changers. The fact that both of the two tries we scored came off those 4020s. Penrith definitely were not expecting the first one because it was on was it third tackle he kicked it on? I can't remember, but it was very early in the game though. Yeah, uh, it was <laughs> it was definitely within the first 30 seconds of the game. So, yeah. Uh he got on he got us on the front foot really quickly. Um, Dan Ganane and the rest of the commentators couldn't believe what they were seeing. We couldn't believe what we were seeing. Yeah, it looks it it seems like someone kidnapped the real Luke Brooks, um, mm-hmm. hit him in their basement and took his place. Yeah, Rob, anything to add on Brooks? There's gonna be a lot of Brooks he loves tonight. So let's let's just get it all out there. Oh no, just to reiterate what Aaron's saying, I, I think you know, the best compliment I can give Luke Brooks is he grabbed the game early. 
He didn't wait till we're down by two tries or 12 points or whatever it's been in the last, what, eight two, eight weeks, two months. He, he got that 40-20 going straight away. It was a plan. He got to the right part of the field, executed it perfectly, you know, did a try assist with his foot as well, you know, for the first try to wake him. Uh, the second try, uh, 40-20, as Aaron's mentioned, even the kick with 30 seconds left, just to boot the crap out of it over the dead ball line. We're all screaming it from our lounge rooms, even to the point where my wife said, Rob, they can't hear you. So, <laughs> you know, but like, I just I thought, that just boot, I thought, boot the shit out of it because they can't stop the clock. And I was mm. just hoping it wasn't going to get charged down. That's all I wanted on that last kick. Do not get it charged down. Look, the only, only little negative thing, and it's not really a Brooks thing. I think it was a, a, a design thing. There was about, I think it was 17 minutes left. I haven't rewatched the game, but it was 17 minutes left. And Brooksy died with the ball five metres out from the try line. And it was basically like our way of saying, we're going to defend ourselves to victory. We're not going to do a stupid kick. And, and I think that sort of thing with a couple of minutes left is fine. But I think with mm. 17 minutes left, you, you need to put them away. You've got to put them away. We didn't put Manly away when we had the chance, when we were in the lead and we were in the red zone. I think you've got to try and put them away because you just got to go back to last year, Josh, when we played the Gold Coast up on the Gold Coast. And they win the game in the last minute with a fluky freaking try that bounces off two players and goes through Jock Madden's hand and someone dives on the ball. And, I, and you know, we say, oh, shit, we're unlucky. And, and you think, mm. no, if we got the game out of reach, we just take all that possibility of bad luck out of the play. So my only criticism of the team when we're up 12-8 is try and get to 16-8 because mm. then it is over. You know, well, try, even... try, try and get it out of reach. That, that's all I would have said. Like with two or three minutes left, I got no problems with taking the tackle on the last and being in the near the corner post or something. That's fine. But with 17 minutes left against the Premier's, you just don't you don't take that risk, in my opinion. But it worked. So well, in the wet, the putting the ball on the toe as well, like it often, it's very hard to just uh, to receive a kick when it's wet. Put it just put it along the ground. Obviously, even if it's five meters out, the other team picking the ball up or trying to stop the ball, you, you could well easily come up with the six again or something. Don't it, it just was, die. It, it, yeah, don't die with it. It was almost like we we had planned that we weren't going to kick to the open side and give Penrith room because you'd notice in the second half in particular, Luke Brooks was parking himself on the on basically the blind side with not much room to work with to execute those kicks, which really isn't doing giving him any favors. Like he he's going to be under pressure really quickly because the markers can get to him straight away. You, you'd think Brooksy would want to be on the open side or maybe have Wakeham you know, first receiver on on the other side. I just thought a, a playmaker would normally come to the open side, but obviously it was by design that they just wanted to kick to that corner. Don't do any cross kicks. Let Penrith work it out as hard as they can that way. But yeah, it's not, I don't think it's the ideal thing, but it worked. So, you know, who am I to question them really? That one, you uh, were, that play you were talking about there, Rob, where you mentioned um, with 17 minutes to go, where he just died with it. Would that have been the one where he got an absolute bludger of a pass and he caught it basically almost as a half volley? Uh, it might have been, but he was on the blind side again, Aaron. That's the thing. Like, yeah. why, isn't he, why isn't he on the right side of the ruck when our players tackled eight meters, eight meters from the sideline, for example? You know, you've, you've got to give yourself time. I know he's a left-footed kicker, so, you know, if he's, if he's on the open side, his kicking leg is closer to the marker that comes across. But I just think you've got to... 
you know, I, I mean, I don't know if you remember, it reminds me of when Benji did that kick in that infamous 2011 final against the Warriors with four or five minutes left. He parked himself on the blind side and had no room to kick the ball. Where had he been on the open side, you know, he wouldn't have had pressure put on him and the Warriors might not have gone all the way downfield and, and got that Christian Inu try. Just kind of gave me that vibe. But, I, you know, I, I mean, you'd have to ask Sheenzy or what that was about because I just don't think that's the ideal way to do it. You know, you, you should be giving yourself a bit more room and a bit more time. But, you know, well, like you said, once he tried to – he had Buller on his left and he – or I think it was Wakem actually on his left and he didn't kind of pass it to him. He died with the ball. And then he had another one a few minutes later in a similar instance. So, look, it's being hypercritical. But I, like I said, I just feel like hmm. we, we should be trying to put him away. But then when we did do an attacking grubber kick, for example, like Toa did a bit later, you know, for Nofaluma, the ball went dead. And then Penrith got the seven tackles. So I guess we were playing on, you know, on the conservative side as opposed to trying to ice the game. But, yeah, in future, like, I think we've just got to go for a bit more and, and you know, twelve points hasn't has lost us three games this year already. So, you know, we we just need to have more points in us, guys, to to make it. You know, to uh, what's the, what's the, to reward? You know, all the work our forwards are doing because our forwards are playing great. Yep, Carl and a few other people in the comp mentions just talk about how nerve wracking it was in those last several minutes. So, secret time watching the game on Saturday night. So, I went to watch a comedian called Bert Kreischer. So, I had my phone. I thought I'll, I'll put the phone on KO between my legs and I'll just pee down and keep like keep watching it. And being a bit of a grind of a game, like it, it wasn't too bad because not really that much uh, was happening score wise. Uh, but then it got there towards the end. And for anyone who's ever heard of the comedian Burt Kreischer, he's got a movie coming out called The Machine, and he does a a joke called the machine. It's a story about him going to Russia or whatever. He literally started that story like with a minute to go in the footy. So I like completely have no fucking idea what that story is now. It's kind of like the, like, like he gets like a standing ovation for these stories. Like the most famous thing he does. I don't have no recollection recollection. Cause I was literally staring down at my phone. My mate who was with me saw me like, I just like in the middle of this guy's story, I fist pump in the middle of a fucking 5,000 people auditorium. Because I've got the footy on my phone. And anyway, walking out, I was busting the pee. Like, I think every other, it was 90% male. So, the male toilet was full. Went to the toilet in Darling Harbour. That was busy as well because everyone had filed out. Wearing my West Tigers jacket because it was raining. I took my West Tigers rain rain jacket. Lining up behind the urinal, not to get too too graphic. But I hear a conversation <laughs> of a couple, couple of guys in front of me. And they're like, Oh no way! Really? What was the score? Oh, 12 eight, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. They're obviously all just check their phones and <laughs> seen the score. And this guy's like, oh yeah, it's only because Cleary didn't play. And I'm like, no, nah, Cleary actually did play, mate. He turns literally with snake in hand, turns his head and sees me <laughs> with, with with my jacket on, and he's like, oh fuck. He's like, and yeah, I thought that was that was uh, another highlight on what was uh. A good night, and then I checked my sports bet account because I, I had twenty bucks on us at seven to one. So it was uh, a very good. And then, ironically, wearing my Tigers jacket, catching the train home. I was on the Penrith train going home. So funny oh, enough. Wow. But oh sweet! I got off. I was getting off at Strathfield, <laughs> but it was literally the the Penrith Penrith train. So what a night! Good on you. Uh, 
shout out to our friends at Mobile Corp. So shout out to Stephen from Mobile Corp, passionate West Tigers fan. Uh, they can assist with anything IT related. And in the early days, they were known as MLC Phones, who sponsored the Balmain Tigers in 1994. They say there's a saying in IT, there are only two types of companies, those who have been hacked and those who will be hacked. So what can business owners do to protect themselves from cyber attack? Mobile Corp is a family-run tech company that supports West Tigers and was even a jersey sponsor back in 2007. Mobile Corp is also passionate about helping protect businesses from cyber threats. For an affordable cyber security solution, go to mobilecorp.com.au. And uh, yeah, thanks to our friends at Mobile Corp. Rob, just not to get too Balmain heavy, but the uh, the last game at Leichhardt in 1999, very similar to Saturday night. Would you say? I I honestly, you you'll hate me for saying this, mate. I actually can't remember it. Okay. I actually cannot remember the last game at Leichhardt. I'm so sorry to tell you that. So I, I just we, I remember we, being fr- actually. Yeah. I don't either. I just remember it was it was pissing down. It was freezing cold. And I remember. Yeah, I do. I got another. I got another urinal story for that. But I I think <laughs> one one pee story is enough for uh, for one night. Right. We'll just get to the other grades before we. Uh, do the player rating. So our cup boys, 28 to 8, smacked the Panthers. So uh, Jersey Flaggers will get to. They didn't have a win, but first and second grades getting uh, that's a very comfortable victory. Up 22-4 at halftime. Apparently uh, Sean Bloor, oh yeah, it's written there, he was sin bin at the 33rd and 49th minute. Uh, what for, I'm not sure. Obviously, this wasn't televised and yeah, so if anyone saw I mean, if you sat through a cup game and first grade in the rain, you're a true, true West Tigers uh, diehard. So, um, yeah, so it sounds like it was a good game. Did you, anyone have any notes on this game at all? Dane Laurie scored a try? No, not me. I didn't pay attention to it, guys. Yeah, no, sorry. I just, I just knew about the two sin bins. Yeah, on you, Sean. But uh, hopefully that doesn't put Tim Sheens off bringing him back into first grade. So they're coming fifth now uh, on 12 points. They're tied fourth. So they're doing pretty good, the uh, the uh, the Maggie. So, um, yeah, who have they got next? Uh, is, it, is it a buy next week, I think? All grades have a buy, lower grades? Don't know. I think. Uh, Jersey Flag, they went down 30 to 12. They moved that game to Penner. If it was meant to be in Windsor or something, it was raining so... Uh, so badly that they move it. Uh, yeah, the Flag Boys uh, going down 30 to 12. They have a bye this week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and they're in 10th place on eight points, but they're tied seventh. So it's pretty close. The Flag Comp is pretty close. So they're only two points behind six. So, uh, right. so Josh, in New, in New South Wales Cup next or this weekend is yep. kind of a magic round as well. Um, hmm. But it's a different venue each day. So we play in a triple header at North Sydney Oval on uh, Saturday afternoon. And uh, the Knights are the team that have the buy for that particular magic round as well. So oh, they kind yeah, of... Yeah, well, that makes that. sense. Oh, cool. Oh, I didn't know that. But, um, thank you for that. As we'll obviously talk about that on Wednesday night's show. Righto, boys. Time for the play rating shouts to the 100 people. We got 100 uh, people submit their ratings for this week. And as you can see, if you're watching 
uh, and can see the numbers up on the screen. They are very high numbers this week, starting with Jareem Buller. What would you rate him as? I gave Jareem a 10. I was so thrilled with how he performed. Yeah, straight off the bat, I gave him a 10. I can't fault anything the kid did. He was sensational. That try-saving tackle on Nathan Cleary was probably one of the best fullback plays I've seen in quite some time from a younger, less experienced fullback. He he wasn't where he needed to be, but he got to where he needed to be after Cleary made the break. He ran him down, forced the the mistake. It was um, it was amazing to watch. All those uh, late bombs that he took under pressure, absolutely incredible. Like we were we were not I wouldn't say expecting, but dreading him making an error in that final few minutes when Cleary was just putting those bombs up, hoping that he would make an error, and he didn't. He held his nerve. He he was an absolute friggin' beast of a player on um <laughs> on on Saturday. Yeah, can't fold him at all. That's the first uh, ten I've given out this season as well. So, hmm. right, so, so yeah, it's not like you, uh, <laughs> yeah, throwing throwing him out lightly. What about you, Mister Bashara? Yeah, I don't throw him out willy nilly, Aaron. <laughs> uh, look, I, I agree with you. I can't fault him. He did nothing wrong. His positional play was great. The try saver that you've mentioned, uh, the try assist, the cutout ball for Noffa that led to the try. Um, look, it's only his second game of first grade, guys. And I know he's going to get a lot better than than what he did. You know, his output will just grow as he as he gets more games under him. Um, I, all I would question is why is he our fourth, fourth fullback uh, for the year? Should have been there from the start. Great game, and I gave him an eight. He said post game too that he was training all off season with the boys. So I don't know. We'd have yeah. to ask the coaches why he wasn't there to yeah. begin with. Uh, Lance asked on YouTube, "Can only Patreon members? Oh, I wish we, no, there's literally a hundred in here. Um, so I put out the link. Usually, uh, depends how lazy I am. Usually, straight after game or not long after, and on Twitter and Facebook. So give us a follow on the socials. It's literally a, uh, what do you call it? Google form. So yeah, keep an eye out on our social pages for it. Maybe I need to share it again. I did share it this morning, I think on the Twitter and Facey. So yeah, keep an eye out for it. The more people that contribute, uh, the better. We like you guys telling us, and we'll get to the comments too. Literally, I've got, I think I threw like 10 or something up tonight because there was just so many good ones. And yeah, it's a win. So why not? Uh, our old friend David Noffa Luma, Rob, what did you give Noffa? I gave Noffa an eight as well. Uh, I never thought we'd see Noffa back. And if we saw Noffa back, I didn't think I was going to get this Noffa back. You know, 145 meters. Uh, one line break, no missed tackles, one try, uh, the kick pressure that we saw on Cleary, the try saver that we saw on Taruva, absolutely great game. And let's be honest, guys, we don't do celebrations without Noffa leading the way. So it was good to see him in the dressing room leading the team song as well. So really happy for Noffa. I hope he can continue that form for the rest of the year. Great, you, Az? Yeah, I gave Noffa an eight as well. To me, the most impressive thing about his game was his defence. Um, he he left the line a few times like he normally would, but this time he iced the tackles, uh, didn't miss them. So, yeah, I I was stoked with his defense. I was stoked with his game in general, and congrats to him on scoring his 100th try. 
Um, four more to go, is it? And he'll have a hundred for the Tigers as well. So uh, I was wondering how many he scored for Melbourne. It's four. Uh, I think I forgot to mention Jareen Buller got 8.7, Nofa 7.1. So uh, a few people letting us know in the comments too, if you're watching along, let us know uh, what you rate each of these players. Uh, Someone just said, so Stafford Toa is next and he got a 7.3. Someone wrote that he reckons that's under, uh, who was that? Clint. Yeah, he says only 7.3. Thought he had his best game in our colours. Would you... Agree with that one, as? I uh, not not necessarily. Well, yes and no. Um, yes, it was his best game in our colours, but I've kind of agreed with the score because I've given him a seven myself. Um, one of his better games in our colours, definitely. Uh, some of his um runs and plays down the side were pr- really good. Uh, he was he was where he needed to be most of the time. Uh. A few times his defense looked a little bit shaky to me, and that had me a little bit concerned, though. Yeah, Rob, I think he's been good last couple of weeks. Obviously, he scored a try against the Eels. Maybe you could say that's lucky, but you make your own luck as well. Uh, yeah, he's proven to be pretty good, and definitely uh, Kepa Ola going down with uh, what's he got? Tonsillitis, maybe. Yeah, I think I'd definitely want Stafford ahead of Kepa in the position. Well, yeah, they're, they're playing on different sides anyway. But, um, yeah, look, I in terms of... Assuming Nathan's playing. It, it probably is his best game, although in our first win against Parramatta last year at uh, Combank, I thought I thought he looked very dangerous there with his feet. But, look, Saturday night in those conditions, he ran 164 metres. Um, he made a break. He only missed one tackle. I, I thought he was really, really good. And, and he looked a threat. He didn't look like a fill-in centre. He looked like he was going to do some damage. And again, uh, we're, we're only three players in, but that's my third eight I'm giving as well to him. I, I thought he was great. Uh, Brent Naden up next. So he obviously uh, went off. He's been suspended for up to three weeks, I think. I don't know if the club has said if they're going to fight it yet. Last I checked. I think, I think he's taken the plea. So he, is... he'll, he'll miss the next three weeks. Yeah, yeah he three has. Weeks. Uh, thanks for that. As uh, whose turn is it? I can't remember. Uh, as you go. So I said, I said in the Discord that there's only one player I think would average or possibly average lower than a five, so like lower than a pass. And for me, Brent was this player. He's been our most damaging player in our backline all season, except for when he was injured so far. Um, but he had an absolute stinker to me on the weekend. He he made some solid meters. Um, I'm sure Rob's got that number for us. Yeah, the sin, yeah, nine, almost almost 100 meters. But the sin bin, the tackle that led to the sin bin was a really dumb play. He made I think two of our four errors or cl- something like that. Yeah, just wasn't his best game. So yeah, three from for NATO from me. Uh, Matt asked, was this his first game back? Yeah, first game back after missing... He only missed one, didn't he, really? He, he missed the... one game, but it was two weeks because we had yeah, the bye. Yeah, the bye. So, yeah. yeah, he played. He got injured uh, on Easter Monday. What about you, Roberto? Yeah, I said at the start of the show, Josh, um, only one bloke had a poor game, and, and that was NATO. And, and everyone knows, anyone who listens 
uh, to our pod. We love him. I, I love him. I love him. He's, he's our strike center, but he had a shocker. Uh, I gave him. I gave him a four. And honestly, I, he just he looked like his mind wasn't there. Even in the dressing room, he, he kind of looked airy fairy. So, yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> what he was doing or what was going on, but um, yeah, not his best game. But look, to his credit, he, he ran some good meters, you know, afterwards. But he definitely made too many early errors, and that sin bin. Could have cost us a game, but thankfully Penrith had a sin bin as well, so they kind of negated it a bit. Yeah, yeah, 5.0 for NATO. Uh, Junior Tupo, Rob? Uh, Junior Tupu, what did I give him? I gave him a six. I gave him a six. Um, He had 126 metres. He was solid under the high ball. Didn't drop a high ball. Uh, You know, can get a little bit more involved, but I mean, I don't think these conditions were great for wingers. My one hypercriticism, and like I say, I love being hypercritical because I just want these guys to learn. Um, when Isaiah Papali'i did the charge down and he picked up the ball, Junior Tupu's 10 metres behind him and jogging. Like if Junior Tupu just puts the afterburners on there, there's a try one way or another, whether Papali'i slows down and links up with him or switches back inside. I just think, I just think another winger would have just, you know, put the afterburners on and backed up straight away. But he had a great game otherwise, you know, but the, the little things he's got to learn in a game, like just, you know, don't be lackadaisical, just opportunities are rare, you know, be there, be there, you know, get there for the try. How about you, As? Yeah, I gave him a six much for the same reasons, uh, lack of involvement, but the conditions make that considerably harder um, for him to be involved. I just, yeah, I just kind of, I probably shouldn't have done it this way, but I compared him to Noffa in terms of invol- involvement um, in both attack and defence. And I just thought Noffa had a bit of an edge there. So, yeah, six for Tupo from me as well. Uh, 7.1. So he got rated pretty well, uh, really. Uh, you, Sparkle Art, said Tupo thinks been going all right. I think has a lot to offer. He has. We're, he has. Sure. I think there's, you would not – we would go into bat for him every day of the week that he should be on the wing for the rest of the year. No doubt about it. And uh, well, well, I think the best thing, Josh, yeah. is, is is our backline. You know, we looked at the start of the year. We called ourselves the Denver Broncos. Our backline needs to get. We need to get that right. And now with Buller, looks like he's there forever. And Junior Tupu, we've got number one and two locked up for a couple of years. And and in terms of Junior Tupu, we've been saying for ages his contract should be extended. Like, I know he's got another year, but that's the first thing this club should be doing. Extend the bloke's contract. You know, we've got plenty of money. We've got plenty of space. Let's get on the front foot and do it now, not wait till November for another club to snap him up. Hmm. Denver Broncos, the NFL draft was the other day, and the Denver Broncos, of course, traded away their picks just to get Russell Wilson. So it was pretty painful watching that. <laughs> but um... He'll come good, mate. He'll come good. I love him. Yeah. Uh, 7.1 for Junior. Have you done your Junior? I've kind of lost track. We yeah, we Wakeham. Both yeah, we both did yeah, Junior. Both junior. Brennan Wakeham, as I gave Wakeham an eight. He, um, we want him to be the dominant half, but he wasn't the dominant half this week, and it absolutely bloody worked. Um, he had a few dodgy passes, but considering the conditions, I can't fault that too much. A lot they still stuck, which was the amazing part. Um, and a lot of them still worked out quite all right. So, yeah, really solid game from Wakeham. He just wasn't the dominant, or in my case, the highest scoring half. So, what about you, Rob? Look, I I, I love Wakeham. I, I agree with Aaron. The conditions didn't suit him. 
Uh, I, I gave him a six. It's not that he played bad. He missed a few tackles, like quite a few tackles. I think five. Um, but look, he made a really great pressure goal kick on half time from near the sideline. Um, you know, he scored a good try. Unfortunately, he he missed that goal kick. You know, from right in front, which would have given us at least a six point lead and a guarantee of extra time at the worst, which hurt at the time. And you start getting these doubts in your mind. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna lose this one, but. I, I just don't think the conditions suit him. I think he's got a lot of spunk about his game. He's got a lot of attacking variety. And, you know, Saturday night was just a slip and slide fest. Um, love him to be there. Want him to have a more controlling role in the team. Um, but, yeah, look, I gave him a six. But, you know, I, I can, I, I've got no problems with anyone giving him a seven or an eight. I mean, he still had a good game. And we need him there. So 7.0 uh, for Waco. Uh, now, Brooks Island, do... Do we turn the lights back on on Brooks Island? <laughs> As. Well, maybe we go do a day visit, Josh. Just a day visit. <laughs> yeah, check out the check out the beach. See see how things are looking over there. Exactly. Um, I don't think we do that just yet. That was an amazing game from Brooks. Um, am I giving you my player rating now? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yep, I gave him a 10 as well. I was really, really happy with what I saw from Brooksy. Um, the issue is now he just has to back it up and do it week after week after week. Um, if we can continue seeing those performances from him, we'll be a very happy fan base. But absolutely loved it. The two 4020s, a lot of um, good, dangerous grabber kicks, including that one that gave him his second try assist of the season. Uh <clears throat> Some yeah, some other beautiful plays. He was really solid in defense as well. I haven't checked the stats, but I don't know if he missed any tackles. Did he, Rob? Yeah, he missed three. He missed three. Okay, so he missed a few tackles. But honestly, the thing the thing is, if we were to rate that sort of performance um, from a number seven for a player of say uh, Chad Townsend or Nathan Cleary or um, Jerome Hughes or someone of that caliber, you'd probably rate it an eight. But because of what we've gotten from Brooks over the years, it was his almost his best game by a massive margin. Um, so, yeah, I've got no problems giving him a 10 this week. Uh, hopefully it's a boost of confidence for the lad. Uh, Rob? Uh, look, I gave him an eight. I, I thought he was outstanding. Um, you know, I'm not worried about the three missed tackles. It, he made 15 tackles, but the best part for me, he was smashing blokes. He was absolutely smashing blokes in those tackles. Aaron's mentioned the kicking game, which, you know, we, we can't fault. What I think I loved the most about Brooksy was he kept it simple. I mean, what did he do right? He got his kicking right. He organised pretty well. Instead of trying to put guys like Papali'i through a hole, he'd just give him early ball. He didn't run the ball. He'd say, here, mate, go do your thing. And Papali'i was a beast. That's what Brooksy needs to do more. Get those long passes going. Feed those guys that have got that, you know, uh, capacity to make breaks and and do the hard work. You know, no offence, Brooksy doesn't often put blokes through holes. So don't give him crash balls. Give him early ball and let him play. So he just kept it simple. He just did a good, normal halfback's job. But like I said earlier, the most impressive things was was he grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck early, got the 40-20, and he said, we're here to fucking win. Let's play. Hey, hey. 8.7 8.7 for Brooksy. Just couldn't scrape in the nine. So uh, there was, I did notice one person did give him a six. So I've got to check who that was. But uh, yeah, still still one 
one uh, slight hater out there. Uh, Stefano, Rob. Uh, what did I give Stefano? I gave Stefano, where are we? I gave, I've lost my, I'll give him a seven. Um, so he's had 126 metres. Some of his runs were huge. He's back to his best the last couple of weeks. And I only gave him a seven because his front row partner's name is David Clemmer, um, who just, his work is just through the roof. But look, a good game, but I'm not giving out my points slightly. When, when Steph has a nine or a 10, I'll give him a nine or a 10, but it was a great game. As? I remember saying in the chat between the three of us and um, Shane that I might end up being a bit more generous with my points um, <laughs> than, than normal with uh, my points for the game. And that's happened again because I've given Steph a nine. Uh, I kind of have a different feeling about how the the two front rowers performed. I felt like um, Stefano was the better of the two, so that's... That's interesting that we've uh, we've disagreed on that one. Um, I was really happy with what I saw from Stefano. I agree with Rob. He's back to his best. Yeah, I, I loved his his performance. He um, a shame he he didn't get a try for you, Josh, since you normally have have some dollars on him for one. But oh well, we got the win. I, That's what matters. I just looked up who did give Brooksy the six, and it's exactly who I guessed. It's one one of our Patreon members that I said at the Discord. Well, won't. He <laughs> knows who he is. I know. Who, he knows who he is. He knows who he is. Uh, 7.8 for Stefano. Uh, Captain Courageous, Appy Coruscant as. My third 10. He was a man on a mission on Saturday night. He led from the front. He led from the side. He led from the back. He led in every possible way he could. He was in their face. He was making uh, breaks. He was making plays. He was absolutely everywhere, old Appy. Loved every second of his performance. Um, it was good that he got a little bit of a rest in the middle because we definitely needed him back on to lead the charges late in the game. My only hypercriticism of the team, and I've said it a few times, is why is no one running off the back of Appy when he makes a break? Because it happened yet again on Saturday Um if, uh, if he has a player backing him up or two players backing him up, one on either side, easy peasy past um, Dylan Edwards at the back there. But yeah, Appy himself, 10 out of 10, uh, would watch again. How about you, Rob? I gave him a 10. I'm in love with this bloke now, considering what he said about our club, you know, post Penrith grand final win. Uh, and I just thought how disrespectful this bloke's just going to be another bum coming for the retirement package he's given 10 out of 10 performances the last few weeks and we and we lose in heartbreaking circumstances and like a true captain he just comes out and does it again and he's just what he's doing on the field is ridiculous and i mean even the needless show this way fake a kick here he's just he's like a harlem globetrotter playing dummy half he's just unbelievable he's leading this team by example with distinction couldn't ask for a better performance guys and and that's to back up a brilliant performance against manly and we lost so just so happy with what he's doing and i just hope he keeps it up now that we've got a win i hope you know it just makes him want to go even harder but i'm really glad he's got the captaincy because he's just the perfect captain yeah i was thinking about that the other day uh actually the other day it was literally last night uh, I was playing the press conference on my laptop. And the wife was 
walking past and he said, Oh, who's that talking? Is it Benji? She asked if it was Benji. He goes, No, it's Appy, Appy Coruscant. Uh, he's, she goes, Oh, is he captain this year? That shows how much she's paying attention. But anyway, uh, I said, Yeah, he's captain. She's like, Why? And I was like, Okay, how do I answer this? And I was like, I guess because he's the best player and he's just like, he's in the middle. He plays the most minutes trying to, but then I really thought about it. He really was the best choice. I know we loved Adam, but this guy is just absolutely, you can see why Sheenzy and the players were for, uh, Benji rather, Benji picked him uh, to be captain. He's just unbelievable. He's just, yeah, could, where would you rate him, Rob, in our, or in, as, in terms of signings for this club, he's already got to be up there. On, on this sort of form, he's in Gareth Ellis territory and, mm. you know, a very early Jackson Hastings territory. Well, he's, he's actually probably past that now, to be fair. Uh, I actually think, you know, I know it's going to sound biased, guys. Right now on current form, he's in the best five players in the comp. He really is. He No one is going better than him. And I actually think by coming to the Tigers, he's actually going to get the starting spot for Origin because he's playing 80 minutes, basically. I, I know this week he, he got a 10 or a 15-minute rest, but previous weeks he's been basically playing the whole game. So, uh, wow, what a purchase and, and what a player. And, geez, let's hope he doesn't get injured or something, man. Touch wood, you know, because, um, yeah, we need him. He's everything. Yeah. Jason D said, Aaron is giving the Tigers more tens and Nadia common... Common each <laughs> Can you explain so, that one to me? Yeah, Nadia Comaneci was the first gymnast to get a 10 in what Olympics was. It would have been 1972 or 76. She's okay, that's from, why I don't get it. Yeah, Romania or Bulgaria or somewhere like that. But yeah, yeah. she, she was a, yeah, the little darling of the uh, of the gymnastics. Okay, well, good joke, Aaron. Now that I, um, <laughs> uh, Jason, sorry. Jason said it. Uh, a little bit of tidbit. Someone asked, uh, what did Shane think? And I was just going through... Our chat. He said, "Where is this Luke Brooks every fucking week?" That's what Shane said. <laughs> and you can you can imagine that in his voice. Another thing I forgot to mention from uh, Saturday night when, because uh, as I said, I was at a concert. And my phone, a comedian rather, and my phone, as it always does with West Tigers games, like it was just going off. Like it was between my legs. It was like literally my leg. The people next to me must have felt vibrations going through the chair. It must have been that that annoying. But yeah, my family, who are obviously all Tigers fans, and my brother puts in the family chat. He's got a selfie with Joel Kane. I was like, oh, how cool is that? My brother, who's named Kane, ironically, and he's like, Joel Kane just showed me his uh, his ticket. He had two hundred bucks on the Tigers to win. So it. Well done, uh, well done Joel. Sugar cane, uh, yeah, but uh, he was cleaning up. I don't know where my brother was to uh, to bump into Sugar Cane, but just a what a magical night for uh, for all all our families, including the West Tigers one. Uh, who are we up to? David Clemmer, uh, Rob. Oh, well, I'll, I'll jump in, and uh, before Aaron gives him an, a seven or an eight. <laughs> Um, I gave Clemmer a 10. I think I think he's the best bloody prop. He's so good. 215 metres, 25 tackles, none missed. God knows what his post-contact metres are. 
What a machine. He does it every week, guys. He has not had one bad game all year. Love him to bits. He's just going to bring the best out of everyone else and all these kids coming through. Uh, yeah, we keep him and Appy on the field, guys. We're a long way to getting a lot more victories. What was the guy on Australian Idol that used to say touchdown? Was it Mark Holden? Mark Holden, and he, he did it stupidly. He do he do touchdown with a with a strike. You know when three strikes are out in baseball, he give a strike. Uh, yeah, he give a strike do. signal for a touch. Yeah. A touchdown is two arms up in the air, yeah, not a yeah. not a third strike. You're out, stupid idiot. Yeah. But yeah, you give him a ten. It's like uh, I'm giving him a, a ten, mate. I've given two tens in a row. They're the only ones I'm giving out tonight. Uh, as did you give Clem a ten? No, I didn't give Clem a ten. Um, wow. I've given out all my tens for the night as well. So spoiler alert there. Um, I what, there's what no do you salary cap on these boys. You can give out as many as you like. But anyway, keep going, as well. There, there was there was a comment in there from uh, where was it? Bryce Cousins who said loving love he loves hearing the tens from me even if they are a little undeserved. So I feel bad giving away three of them, <laughs> and th- when that's all I've given, so oh well. Um, Anyway, Rob, what do you think I've given him? You said seven or eight. It is one of those two numbers. Which one do you reckon I've gone with? I think you've given him an eight. I mean, you can't. If you've given him a seven, I'm going to fly through cyberspace and come and <laughs> rip, rip your headset, rip your headset off your ears because I don't know what you're watching. I like to me. This is how I base a ten. You cannot play any better than what you just did. That's why I didn't give Buller a ten, even though he did nothing wrong. That's why I gave Noffer an eight. That's why I gave Tara an eight. Like, I, it's like, can they be better, those three blokes? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they could do more in a game. Could David Clemmer do more than the 200-plus metres that he made or not miss a tackle? Or I just think at his age, coming to a new club, I, I just don't know what else you could ask for, you know, what more you could ask for. So it's a 10 from me, but I, I reckon you've given him an eight. Yeah, I've, gi- I've given him an eight. I, I didn't go as low as seven. I, I wasn't going to be that harsh. Um. I, I agree with you. I loved his performance. Um, I forget what I took one of his points away from, but I took one point off him for um, the the knock-on in the like attempting to play the ball uh, fairly late in the game because I thought that was at a really crucial time. It could have really done a lot of damage. Um, it was how we yeah. lost our captain's challenge as well because... Cheesy's was... taking credit for that, Aaron. Oh, was he? How? Because apparently he's got everyone to wrap all this tape around a zillion times. Yeah, a few people have mentioned this. Yeah, uh, I think it was a wet weather ploy in England that he used to use. It stops you from dropping the ball. Yeah, uh, that, that makes sense. Less, less friction. Yeah, it, makes it, it worked in reverse. Friction. It got yeah. stuck to his hand. <laughs> yeah, okay. That, that makes yeah, sense. Right. Well, yeah. So I, I still gave him an eight because I thought he had a really, 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 really strong game. Um, but that was a that was a pretty pretty bad thing at the time. Like pretty yeah, bad fair. thing to happen at the time. So fair um, uh, if, uh, luckily it didn't cost us as much as it could have because I'm pretty sure Penrith can proceed to knock on or on the second tackle or whatever it was. So few. Yeah. <laughs> A few people have mentioned this tape thing uh, in the, the comments. I was kind of thinking, what well, would that be for? I guess you, the inst- you, inside of your forearm, I guess, is quite smooth unless you're very, very hairy, but like and I guess putting some abrasive tape literally would make it grippier on the ball. So that does kind of make sense now that I think about it. So yeah. on your genius, uh, we'll get to his score at the end, but um, he got his high score of the year as well. Uh, it's a 9.0 for Clem. So you're actually unders there as compared to the people. 
Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Papali'i, Roberto. Look, I gave him an eight. Uh, it's his best game for the club. He only had 101 metres. Um, but I just loved seeing his wanting to win, wanting to get his hands on the ball, not kind of just be in the team and just see what happens. And, yeah, I'll get involved if it comes to me. He was looking for the ball. His runs were damaging. As I said earlier, it was a Parramatta Papali that we've been dying to see. He's only going to get better, guys. We, we've got a freaking beast of a pack, absolute beast of attack. And if we don't, we're not going to probably make semis, obviously, like one out of eight wins, but we are going to be a thorn in every other team's side, and we are going to play spoiler this year. As I gave him a nine, much for the same reasons. It was really good to see the, the Papali'i that left Parramatta. Um, in the form that he was in when he left him. It was really good to see him bring that form to us, play his best game of the season for us. And yeah, like Rob said, his will and his want to win far out, out, outshone like many other things. And yeah, mate, amazing game from him. So nine. 7.8 for Papa. John Bateman. Uh, as I gave Johnny an eight. Uh, it was a really strong game from him too. I don't have his numbers at the moment, but I was really excited from what I saw from him. It's another one of those cases of, you know what you're going to get from Johnny. Um, he, His passion, his hunger, his determination as well. He was everywhere went where he could be too. Uh, revving the boys up as well. Uh, you love to see it. Rob? Uh, I gave him an eight as well. Um, he made 36 tackles on that edge. Um, his running metres weren't huge. It was 88, but he's a winner, guys. We need him in the team. Um, and like I keep, you know, I know I'm salivating about the pack, guys, but fuck this five-year plan. It needs to be a two-year plan, and we need to fucking win this thing next year. We've got a pack that ain't going to be there in five years. We, we need to get this back line right, and we can, you know, really fuck shit up next year in this comp. So I just hope we... Get, make some really good back put backline purchases next year, and and I think we can do big damage next year. What conditions? I, lo- I love how the fact is is that it's a win that's brought out the swears from Rob. <laughs> All those no, losses, just, and, he, and just, he was trying not to swear, and he's let a few out. Man, and it's just so it's just so good. It's just it's it's really weird. <laughs> Josh, when we won last year, when we won last year, I was just over the moon, but I was pumped the whole game. I was ecstatic after the game. This was just a totally different experience. Like with 15 minutes left, my mouth was quivering the whole way. I, I cried, you know, for maybe 40 minutes after the game. And then I kind of like said, I've got to have a freaking shower here. Like this is ridiculous. I don't know why I'm crying. Like I was just, I was just overcome with emotion. Had a shower. I thought, okay, I feel a bit better now. And then looked at my phone and then all these bloody messages from, you know, a zillion people you know, congratulating us on the win and all that and seeing how happy all our fans were. It just started all over again. I just thought, what the hell's wrong with me, you know? But, yeah, just just really happy for everyone involved, man. We needed this win, guys. It's, what we say, nearly three quarters of a year to wait for a win. That We've been conditioned to losing. Like, if you looked at the start of the year and you said we're one out of eight, you know, you know you'd be shattered. But because we won our eighth game out of those eight, we're feeling a little bit more optimistic, but... Not good enough, but I mean, we'll, we'll take more what we th- get. More than three quarters. So, uh, 223, eight, no. It's like nine months. So, like, like you could, you could have, yeah. you could have made love after the Brisbane game, got pregnant, and had a baby before the weekend. <laughs> the next win. Seriously. 
Like it's you know we no no fan base should wait that long. Absolutely. You know? And then Lee Hadjapentelis will be going off tomorrow, saying you know he's probably gone off already. I haven't. He's already been. He was in the media today. today. No, he was in the media today. Yeah, well, look, even he deserves to be happy, you know, as much as I despise the bloke. But, you know, just keep your mouth shut and let us enjoy the win, man. Uh, Fanua Pole, Rob. Uh, I gave him a seven. I It was actually the first time in the first half that he actually stood out. I actually thought, wow, he's, he's looking pretty threatening here, really damaging. Missed a couple of important tackles in the game. But, you know, he's just starting to make a name for himself and... You know, he, he's he's amongst the star forward pack guys. So, you know, he's only going to get better. But I, I just want to see him back himself a bit more. I actually thought, I actually thought he could have stretched out and grounded that ball. Like, he, he actually wasn't on the ground yet and stopped. He could have reached out and maybe scored a try. I just want him to back himself a bit more. I, I think he's got a bit of Talmalolo about him, but we're not seeing the Talmalolo. But a really good game. Strong game. As? Um. Pole Pole got an eight from me. I was I, I liked what I saw from him too. Um, he he complements the pack well. I I'm still just not hundred percent sure if he is the if he is the missing piece at lock. Um, but in saying that, if he's not, I'm not sure who is. Um, a lot of people are still obviously high on Matamua. He was 18th man and obviously didn't see any game time. I'm I'm still a little bit iffy on him, but at least for now, he's filling he's filling that gap and he's and he's doing a job. And we we can't like ask for too much more than that at the very least. Seven point four for Pole onto the bench. Uh, Jakey Simkin. How many minutes did Jakey Simkin get on Saturday night? Not, not sure, but not many. 20, maybe I think. No, it'd be 20. less than that. It'd be less than that, surely. Uh, I can pull it up. Can you pull it up? Uh, yeah, yeah it, it was it was twenty. Oh wow! Just felt like Appy came on really quick, Aaron. Like he he made that break in the second half, and then he kind of went off, and then suddenly he was back on again. It just it didn't. I don't know. Time flew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was twenty one there was twenty one minutes left left in the match, and I'm sitting there, and I and I asked my dad and my brother, I'm like, okay, how long do you think until Appy comes back on? Because I think they're going to need him back on soon. And my brother and I agreed that it would probably be about five minutes, and that was the case because um, he came back on with sixteen to go and was on for the rest of the game. So yeah, he had a he had a short stint at the start of the second half and then a bit of a rest, which was probably needed after the performance he had put in in that first stint. Makes more sense than two minutes at the end of the game. Definitely. Oh absolutely. Uh what are your ratings, boys? Six. I I can't really rate him too much higher on a, a small, like small amount of game time. He did what he had to do while he was there. He didn't do anything flashy or spectacular. He kind of um, filled the filled the gap that Appy left, and then allowed Appy to come back on and do do the masterful plays that he did, and help, allowed him to take charge and along with Brooksy and ice the game. Uh, Rob, yeah, I, I don't know how you meant to. Like I say, we we say it all the time, but I don't know how you meant to rate short stints. I I gave him yeah. six as well, but as Aaron said, he did nothing wrong. I mean, he was a dummy half, you know, for the for the try that uh, Noffa got. Um, you know, he, he made 10 or 11 tackles, uh, played really well. Uh, and it's good good that we could actually score a try with Appy off the field. So did nothing wrong, you know, and I think as he gets better, he'll get a bit more time because we're going to have to manage Appy's minutes a bit better. But unfortunately, Appy's, well, not unfortunately, fortunately, Appy's so good for us that, you know, we want him to play the full 80 minutes. But, you know, we're, he's getting on in years and we want to 
we want to preserve him so he's there for a few more years to come. Uh, Joe off and Gowie as. Uh, I gave, sorry, just got to flick back. I gave Joffa a nine. It was a really strong wow. stint off the bench from him. Um, not that many minutes. He only played 38 minutes. Um, 13 runs, 119 meters, 59 post contact. Yeah, I, w- I, I really like what he brings off the bench. Probably wasn't his best game, and I may have been a little bit generous there, but oh well. <laughs> I've been generous all night, so. Yeah. Why stop now? Rob? Yeah, I'll turn Aaron's nine upside down, but he did have a good game. Uh, I just think the most poignant thing about these guys is Joffa was our player of the year last year, best forward in our pack last year by a mile. And, you know, not putting him down, but, you know, look, where, where does he stand in our forward pack now? That That's how good our forwards are going. But, you know, he, he definitely plays a role. Uh, 119 metres, as Aaron said. So, uh, look, he's putting in good numbers. Missed a few tackles, but, you know, I, I think he deserves to be, you know, playing in a team that's got a bit of potential. 7.3 for Joffa. Uh, Twally, Rob. Uh, I gave him an eight. That's that. Those were Twally conditions, but he's starting to run a bit more. Doesn't miss a tackle. I think he made 36. Yeah, he just uh, another Twally performance, but it was kind of, you know, had a little bit more oomph to it than his regular, regular games. But yeah, outstanding game from Twally. As I gave Twall an eight. I, I really liked what I saw from him. He he was dangerous in attack again. He's making like half breaks. He's getting a few offloads. His post-contact meters are improving. Um, he's still a defensive wall and he will always be a defensive wall. Um, he's he, like, the, yeah, the attacking side of his game is improving so much. I, I really enjoyed watching him play. We just need him to score a try at some point. So everyone shuts up about it. They had, they had him on, um, breakfast with Bossy and Brandy this morning and half the time he was on there they were asking him about the try scoring stuff and they had Cam Smith give him some advice as well and <laughs> it'll be nice for them to be able to shut up about it once he finally breaks the breaks the duck egg so yeah fingers crossed it happens soon but not forced um but yeah eight from me really good game from Twally it's happening uh, this weekend Aaron Imagine, I, you I, said, I, I would love that. I said that said last magic year. Round. You said that last oh, was that, year. Was that last year you said that? Just, yeah, just I, I said time. it last year. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny if it's just the, you can claim that prediction. You just got a year late. It's going to happen. Yeah. Josh got his Tigers prediction a week late, and you're going to get the Twally prediction a year late. <laughs> it's how that works, isn't it? Never on time. Uh, and lastly, Tommy Talau. Oh, Alex Twal had 7.9. Tommy Talau. Uh, Rob, would you have give Tommy? I gave him a six pretty much for the same reasons I gave Jake Simpkin a six. He did nothing wrong. I think he got 40-odd metres. Uh, you know, disappointed he's going to Manly the way he is, but I, I hopefully he gets that starting centre spot now that Brent Nathan's going to miss three weeks. Uh, as? Yeah, I exact same score, six for the exact same reasons. I don't want to judge a player too harshly on a 21-minute stint. So, yeah, he did what he had to do while he was there. So, yeah, six. And just on the 18th man, guys, Matamua, um, did he get to play on the weekend in another game? Seeing as the 18th he, man? I think he played yesterday in the flag game. I can oh, double-check I, that. I would hope so. I would hope so because he's hardly had any games in a month. And if we're trying to develop someone, the guy mm. needs some game time somewhere. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll uh, check for you. Um, uh, Tim, what was that? 4.9 for Tommy Talau. Why, as is checking that, Rob? Tim Sheens, lastly. Uh, I'm going to give Tim Sheens an 8 eight for his press conference. He didn't say anything stupid. Um, and I really should give him more because this is the first time that we've actually won a second half that mattered. Okay, so well done to Tim Sheens. Well done to Benji, Robbie, David Ferner, the whole team. Very happy for them. What have you got, Az? Um, so, Matamua did play uh, 13 Late. for the flag team. So, yeah, he, he played. I can't see any, like, individual stats or anything. Okay. Um, but it was, it was good that he got some game time out of that. As for Sheenzy, um, my score for Sheenzy, I've given him a five. I don't want to be too generous towards the coaching just yet because, obviously, one win from eight games is one win from eight games. And... It's not a not a good looking record. We're still last on the ladder, but no, but not by anywhere near as much anymore. So it's good to see that we've closed that gap a little bit. Um, the coaching decision, as you said, to um, the with the tape was something I didn't know about until today. Although I might have seen it in the in the Discord or somewhere, but completely ignored it or missed it. Um, yeah, I I want to see more from the coaching staff, um, more wins, and then I'll, I might start rating. Sheensy a bit higher. Uh, right, some of the best comments from our form. Like I said earlier, keep an eye out after the next game if you want to take part in the uh, player rating. So Doreen, she wrote, when I saw Brooksy smiling on that field after the siren, I burst into tears like it was raining in my lounge room. Uh, definitely related Beautiful. to that one. Doreen, David Grant, he said, I'm not crying. <laughs> you're crying. I was. Uh, Ben, uh, best Luke Brooks game he's played in six years. Ball is the best fullback we have had since Tedesco. Someone mentioned in the comments before that NRL 360 said something about Buller going to the Roosters to replace bloody Tedesco or something. We just signed him. What are they going on about? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. No. Fuck those guys. Uh, no, Phil Rogers happy. said, play the conditions perfectly. This is the blueprint going forward. Keep it simple. Run hard through the middle and get repeat sets. We must now back it up against the Dragons. Brooks, Brooks Island is not quite sunk. The uh, <laughs> A little bit little bit of life. There's back. It's, it's, like... it's, rise, it's rising unlike Atlantis. It's uh, mm. the shore's back. The shore's visible. We'll see how the rest of it goes. It's like Earth six billion years ago. There's a bit of bacteria <laughs> bubbling away. Ready to evolve into something, possibly. <laughs> uh, Rob Garofano, he said, we score the first try and we win. Brooks' last kick of the game to make Edwards run it back and Penrith get on side. was so smart and shows he was switched on all game. Uh, Boyd said, best defensive effort in years. Why play Tommy Tillow if he's going to come on as a forward? Need to be giving Matt Miller game time, especially since Tommy's leaving. Kind of what Rob uh, just said. Uh, Chris F. Strat- Stratios, uh, rain dance every week, please. Uh, Brandon, it's great we got our first win. It all means nothing. We can't build on it in the next three to four games. I hope this kickstarts a run of wins and we can take something away from this season. I mean, I think it does. I think getting that monkey off the back, that's the confidence that we've looked good almost every game. Maybe Broncos game aside, we've seemed we've improved every week. Like we've we were one Brooks catch last week from beating Manly. So uh, I think the monkey off the back is going to be huge. And I, I, I was shocked when I looked at 
the betting today that we're underdogs against the Dragons in Brisbane. So, well, we we beat Para and South last year, and then we lost the Saints. So yeah, that's, we're a better that's team. Why, this that's year. why we're underdogs, and and it's going to be dry conditions. We're, look, I just want to see the team improve with the red zone attack. I, if yeah, when our attack improves, we're the complete unit, and and you know those sort of things like you hear the Cooper Cronk say all the time. That needs repetition, repetition, repetition. Bull has been there two weeks. Tupu's been there four weeks. Wakeham and Brooks have been together one week, you know, so it's or two weeks. So it's just, it's got to give it time. We're going to have a different centre there this week. So it's just, it's very hard to get those things right. But if we get our backline play right, we will beat a lot of teams. And there's no team I fear if we can score points because our defence is good enough. But you just can't keep defending most of the game and hoping you score. Mm. So, uh, Rob, just on that, just on that, we had the, if I remember rightly, we had 50-odd tackles inside their 20-metre zone, um, <clears throat> sorry, throughout the game. Obviously, in dry conditions, <clears throat> um, you'd expect a lot more points to be scored from those entries, even against a defensive unit or defensive juggernaut like the Penrith Panthers. Um, how much of that can you or do you think we can put down to the rain and the horrible weather and how much of it is down to the fact that our attack just isn't all that great yet? Oh, I've, I've got no doubt it's because of the rain this week and, and we're fine with it this week because it was raining. You don't want to overdo it or push it too much. But what I'm saying is in dry conditions, we've had four games this year that have been, what, 12, 12, 12 and 10. And it's not good enough in the modern era. Like, everything's designed for the attacking team. The 10-metre rule, the quick play, the balls, the way we're getting sin bins willy-nilly now for, for next to nothing. I just think our attack has to be better. And we've got Sheens and, and Marshall who are noted for their attack. And the attack will come. But, you know, it needs to be here now, like, if we're really going to seriously win games. And the only reason St George are favourites, our pack will shit on theirs on the weekend. You know, look at their back line. They've got enough talent there, you know, whether it's Suley or Hunt or Sloan or, or Lomax. They've, they've got enough spark there to score points, even in the forwards. They've got Jack Bird, who seems to fend off people at will. They have points in them, and, and we don't seem to have points in us. We're going to dominate all the stats next week. It's just a matter of whether we dominate the scoreboard because we will win everything else, guys. We've just got to, you know, we, we, we can't be winning games with 12 points in dry conditions. It ain't going to happen. A little taste of Wednesday night's preview episode there from the boys. We'll talk about that more on Wednesday. Our friend Shane Coet, one of our Patreon members, 12's best game I've seen in years. Bullet great at the back. Not sure Laurie will see first grade again. Uh, I'd like to see him have a crack in the halves. If you're going to play Tommy Jalau off the bench, I'd like to see maybe, I don't know, do you try it? I doubt Shane's tries it now, but I don't know. Dane Laurie playing in the halves, maybe. He's, he's mates with Buller. They might have a pretty good chemistry. Who knows? So, Well, if there was an injury in the halves, who would be the next person up? That's what we've got to ask ourselves. Hmm. So maybe, 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 maybe they Will would Smith give Laurie a go. Have to, yeah. It'd either be Will Smith or they'd have to try Laurie. Hmm. Uh, Joe Basari, all I want to say is what a fucking win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Scott Clendenning Fenton, I've never had such emotions watching the last 10 minutes of a match before, wanting the win so much, but accepting 
uh, expecting a last-minute Panthers try to break our hearts, edge-of-the-seat stuff, stress, anxiety, fear, and finally relief, joy, elation. This is why we go through all the downs this team provides us for moments like today. Yes, preferably don't want to wait another 273 days. So. Exactly. Uh, just Justin, gritty, tough. Most importantly, they won the second half. Uh, <laughs> uh, another friend of the show, Brocker. What a win. Pretty funny to watch the press conference. And Ivan Cleary doesn't mention the Tigers' name once and just called us the opposition. I did notice this watching it last night. I did watch Cleary's press conference. He did not say the word Tigers or West once. So don't know why. I don't know if he does that every week. But... Um, Fuck you and fuck the bus. Yeah. Uh, Patreon question time. Patreon.com forward slash Westlife if you want to uh, take part. Again, that's one of our links. If you would go to our Instagram or Twitter and click the link on our profile page, you can find it through there as well. See what the guys have uh, for us in the Discord. I see Tim Colgate said this was literally posted Saturday night. Emergency podcast, six exclamation marks. Now, exclamation mark. But um, <laughs> I was on a train. Rob was probably... I was still crying. He was probably, yeah, crying, running around his backyard like a maniac, as <laughs> um, as in the Thompson family as well. Uh, Riff Raff, he said, reality is the team has a real impact on mental health of many, including you lads. Just wanted to send good vibes to all of you. Enjoy this week. Yep, it's kind of like grand final week for us. It's deserved. The hardest roads lead to the most beautiful destinations. Go the Tigers. Uh, ben Ellis, should, Bro- should Brooks forget his running game? Use it only two or three times a game only and focus on kicking us to victory each week. It definitely helped if he um, kicked better. Yeah, that's pretty – I think it's a little bit of a joke. Ben is a bit of a joker. Ben, Gussie, well said. We cl- It's in reply to Riff Raff. Well said. We climb mountains for the view from the top. Let's go, Tiger. Uh, Gussie suggested a Talau trade for Schuster. Start Schuster off the bench as a lock centre 5-8 option. If Rob Bashar dives into the ocean, he doesn't get wet. The ocean gets Rob Bashar. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Gussies. <laughs> um, quick thoughts on Schuster. Obviously, came out. He's obviously gotten a bit of a punch up at Manly today. Yeah, I, I think he's he's a really super talented player who's a lazy shit. Um, we don't have anyone that's a lazy shit in our team right now. I don't know if he's good for our culture. I know Benji thinks the world of him. But as um, Kirsty Fulton said earlier today, or has been quoted as saying, um, he's got to get his mental side of his game right. Get rid of the he needs to grow hang, up. Yeah. Get, get rid of the hanger honors. Focus on his footy and, and get back to the player he was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brocker, Brocker asked the same question that he put. Uh, we mentioned before. He goes, Ivan Cleary didn't um, mention West Tigers. He just. Called us the opposition, so as um, you said, fuck Ivan Cleary. I, uh, I, I will, I will say as well. Um, if we want to pick on Cleary a little bit in the like the ticker of, of his name during the press conference, said Ivan Celery. So did it really? Name change up? Yeah, Curious? it was S- yeah, right. It was C E L A R Y. It was great. There's a he, someone sent a photo of it on Twitter. He's a he's pretty flavorless, isn't he? 
I wish Ivan Cleary was on the bus in speed and Keanu Reeves just hit the accelerator and got over 50. When it, when it hits up, <laughs> blows up the plane. Blows yeah. up the bus. Yeah, let's go. Uh, uh, lastly, Shane Coat on out. Benji Marshall tier Patreon. Ding dong, the witch is dead. So thank you, Shane. I didn't realize uh, Gussie mentioned today he's actually a Benji Marshall tier too. So we'll have we'll have Gussie bits added to this uh, from next episode. So get him on to us. Gussie, speaking of next episode, mentioned it earlier, Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m., we will preview West Tigers v. Dragons, on, which is Sunday at 1.30. We're also ourselves thinking of organising a little watch party ourselves somewhere. We'll kind of we'll put it to our Patreon guys in the Discord and have a little bit of a, a chat to see what they want to do, but um, we might have a little get-together somewhere out in public if um and we'll throw the invite invite out to once we lock that all in so uh so excited for more west bring on more west tigers for you i wish we were playing tomorrow to be honest but uh three day turn around yeah sure let's go <laughs> not, okay, not literally not literally i've got my nuggets tomorrow that need to get it done in game two that'll that'll do for now but um anything else boys before we I've got a little gift to finish finish off the show tonight too. So hang around for for the uh, the finale. But um, anything else, boys? I just want to congratulate uh, all the Wednesday listeners who got on my one and only tip for the weekend to get, to get on the golden point for the Canberra Dolphins game, and that paid a nice, healthy fifteen to one. So if you had a listen last Wednesday, good for you. If you didn't back it. That's okay. You can get on this week with whatever we give you on Wednesday. Canberra responsibly as? I didn't even know where to find that, by the way, Rob. I tried looking for it. On, yeah, on I can't sport. find it. Someone I saw... it. Uh, match results, will there be extra time? Or you, can, ah, just go, gotcha, or you, or gotcha. you can just go to your tab link and find the draw. It's pretty simple. I was on a tab. I, I tried. Yeah, I couldn't find it on sports bet, but um, okay. Well, so will there be golden point? I think it's will there be golden point or will there be extra time? I forget one okay. of those words. We'll have to my my one time. thing to add is how good is it that um Peachy came into the team for the Panthers and was doing Peachy things like that <laughs> that push in the back that gave us a penalty from the in goal at a really dangerous time uh chef's kiss I did see a meme today Tyrone Peachy finally puts in winning performance for the West Tigers <laughs> I saw that too <laughs> he did get a try yeah true he did score their first try <laughs> their only try was that right really everyone. Try? Thank you to the hundreds, literally hundreds of you that joined us tonight on the live and to the every single one of you listening back to this episode. We, we've missed you. I'm sure a lot of people didn't want to hear anything about West Tigers and had a little bit of a break from us. We do not blame you, but welcome back to you all. And thank you to our very list, loyal listeners who have ridden us for, uh, I mean, 273 days at least through literally week after week of reviewing losses and we finally get to talk about a win and we've done taken a hundred minutes to do it but I, hopefully no one uh yeah no one complains about that because we we deserved it and yeah to we to everyone out there we love you all and like i said i've got a little gift to close out the show now and boys as always go the tigers Go the Tigers! Go the Tigers! Go the tigers. Go the tigers.
for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash westlifepod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Mm-hmm.